You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 153 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Gina Militia. What's happening in Gina world, Gina? <laughs> What's happening in Gina world? Lots, Val. What about you? Oh, it's just crazy. Oh. It's just like, you know, I need, honestly, I want mm-hmm. five more hours in each day. and Me I'd be, too. I reckon I'd be good because, you know, that five hours you could just, binge watch all the shows you I wanted know. to, go to all the places, read a book. Like remember when you used to do that, oh, read books just for pleasure? Yes, yes. And also just, it, I don't know, watch YouTube, just do more stuff, play with I photos. More, you. you know, that's what I need, five more hours. So 29 hours in a day I think would be perfect and get enough sleep. Yes, uh, I am completely lacking in that. I'm so sleep deprived right now. It is ridiculous. I just, I really need more sleep as well. I've been up till uh, 4 a.m. for the last few nights and it's killing me. <laughs> you've got to do the power naps, Val. You've got a couch there in your office. You've got to do the power nap. You've got to make sure the secret of There's the no afternoon, time for the, the power nap. The secret of the 15-minute power nap is to make sure that you sleep on a cushion that is silk. You don't get those ones that have got the, <laughs> the texture on them because what happens is you fall asleep on those and then you go to your next meeting and you've got waffle face. <laughs> Not a good yes, look. Yes, that's right. That's right. Look. Oh, my God. Uh, there's no time for a power nap, Gina. It's just a crazy time of year, I think. Or, you know, I've taken on too many projects at one go and ones with very tight deadlines. So I really have no one to blame myself, but mm. okay. Anyway, there you go. I'm actually going to look for... Uh, um, I'm not going to look for, I'm going to research a different kind of photography. Now I'm used to, uh, you know, celebrity photographers, portrait photographers, lifestyle photographers, food photographers, architectural photographers. I've, I've, you know, have a lot of connections with lots of different photographers, but here's a new one for me, Gina. Mm-hmm. Art photography. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, all right. I know an mm. art photographer. Oh, Fine okay. art used to work at the National Gallery. Well, I should, I should, that's pretty I should, cool. Is that is that high end enough? Is that for your work, Valerie? <laughs> yes. Should I get him to come around and photograph your stuff? <laughs> he, he might be a bit out of my league, but you know, you know so hey, the you got to say hi. He he'd be doing like the Tom Roberts, and then you know there'd be the odd Monet that had come past, and he'd be you know there's this whole he explained it once to me, and I'm like oh my god because you've got to get the colours exactly right. So I think 
he has the right experience to photograph <laughs> your work, Valerie? Quite possibly, yes. Uh, because <laughs> I know that you're moving up there in the <laughs> art world and uh, it's not long before you'll have your uh, touring show uh, of all the amazing uh, art museums around the world, Guggenheim, yeah, right. Dorsey, <laughs> yep. everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the next Biennale. Have you checked out where that is? I'm not sure where the next one is. I think there was one this year. There'll be uh, – have you put in – I, I, I guess you don't need to apply that you probably invited <laughs> Valerie or – you would be headlining and they'd build the show around you. And, and so what I need to know, is it is it macrame or the painting? Which, like, what, uh, which I is I struggle it? You're such with a the painting. <laughs> yeah. So thank you to Gina for outlining my new art career for me. Uh, and regular listeners will know that I have been doing a lot of macrame or and weaving, but uh, more recently I have been doing a lot of painting. Now, I actually am not bad at photographing the macrame when I bother to take the time and style it properly and all the rest of it, but I am not great at doing the um, art photography because it is such a specialised skill mm. and you do need, uh, you know, the right uh, lighting, the right conditions, the mm. right angle. Even mm. the angle is a tough one mm. because it's not quite – I've tried quite a number of different angles and it doesn't quite, you know, work. So um, – I have to go to the professionals for this one, I think. Mm, the National Gallery. Let, yeah, the National Gallery. Oh. Why not? Why not aim high, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, the Guggenheim right, well, won't just take any old photo. They're not going to go, no. yeah, just send us one off your iPhone. That'll be fine for the catalogue. <laughs> you know, it's got to look good, Val. That's right. That's right. So I will let you know how I go. But mm-hmm. let's move on to this week's mini-sode, this week's snapshot, which is how to minimise the time you spend retouching portraits and how much is too much, as in mm. how much retouching is too yeah. much. That is a very good question because we do from time to time see shots that you just go, that's just overdone isn't yeah. it? So tell us why we're talking about this topic today. So uh, the other night, uh, this is this post was inspired by something I saw the other night and also by a listener question. So the other night I was on, uh, someone has added me to a uh, retouching group and so something popped into my feed where someone had retouched an image, uh, taken a stock shot of an, uh, an image of an 80-year-old woman mm. and retouched her to look 30, <laughs> seriously. And it was like 50,000 comments, like uh, all sorts of th- – this, this, um, this particular group is a bit – I'm reading the comments going, oh, my God, that's so harsh. That doesn't happen in our podcast group. It's like – and I'm so glad. But, but the thing was I'm thinking I think – I think that's gone a little bit too far. I mean, it doesn't even look like the woman. Now, whether he was trying to show off his skills for mm. this thing and so maybe if uh, someone was elderly and didn't have any images of what they look like as a child, it might mm. be handy to, to have it for that. But uh, – 
it kind of got me thinking, well, I do, you do see uh, images and I know I have been guilty of this myself where I've just pushed <laughs> the retouching a little bit too far. And mm. um, and so I, I just wanted to uh, ha- have a quick chat about that in this little snapshot. And also uh, I had a listen, a question from Michael Dodge. Hello, Michael. And uh, he was talking about uh, someone that he had uh, photographed who had a noticeable scale Yeah, and uh, and he didn't know whether he should. uh, And she never mentioned it at the shoot. She didn't say anything about it, and he wasn't sure whether he should post, you know, get rid of it entirely, reduce it, or you know, what should he do? And so um, we'll want to chat about that, where someone has something like a scar or a like a. I have often a dilemma if someone has a mole or something like that. What do you do with that? So um, shall we dive in? Yeah, absolutely. Where do we start? So before uh, digital, uh, like images were often retouched by a technique like called airbrushing. So you had an artist that physically uh, got the print and actually had like a little airbrush and brushed over them. And so the act of retouching was something that was highly specialised and Mm. uh, very expensive to do. So it was obviously uh, limited to movie stars and people that could afford it. And um, um, then good old Photoshop was invented. Yes. And it was like, um, what was a, what was it? What was the, um, the software that people who didn't do any graphic design before could now become a graphic designer? What, what, what was it that suddenly everyone could be? Canva? Uh, so, no, <laughs> no. But like graphic design used to be something special. I reckon it was Photoshop as well that suddenly like everyone could do their own graphic design and we yes. suddenly got this whole host of hideous, um, you know, uses of uh, fonts and things like yeah. that, you know, and uh, we yeah. all know that like you have this thing about my use of fonts. You banned oh, me from God. selecting fonts for a whole long Like banned, banned me like because yes. I have a, a blind spot to font yes. I just don't see it I can't mm. can't see the difference anyway so the same thing happened with retouching and so when like there was this great new toy that everyone had got oh my god we can retouch our own photos and we can make them look as good as you know what the specialists are doing so yeah especially in the 90s Photoshop, we just went to town and you could see these magazine covers where they just like <laughs> just retouched everything off off of someone's face, all expression, and so all you would see were eyes and lips. Mm. <laughs> and mm. if you go back to 90s, 90s covers, the skin was super, super smooth, not no detail, and it was um, – it was awful, and I retouched my '90s passport photo. Ooh. I probably looked about twelve, I reckon. I retouched it back to the point where wherever I would travel, I would get to the gate, and they'd look at the photo, look at me, look at the photo, look at me, and then they'd go, "Oh, you're a photographer. Okay, get through. We understand there now. Nice retouching on the photo. So we, we we've all done it, and we've all taken it to um, an extreme and uh, it's probably uh, too far. But the thing, the mistake that I think many photographers make is this whole notion of I'll just fix it in post and being a bit careless when you actually take the image in the first place. If you can spend a a few more minutes at the start when you're actually taking the photo, you can save yourself 
hours in retouching. And yeah. uh, the way to do this is if you're shooting a portrait, get it right in camera. And by that, I mean spend some time getting the correct color balance in your image. So take taking a reading, using something called a gray card uh, and so that in post-production you can um, use the software to get the correct color balance or uh, setting your camera to the right um color temperature when you're shooting the other thing is get the lighting right you know if you're shooting someone light them well so that the the lighting is even and spend some time just tweaking the lighting if you're using artificial lighting making sure that there aren't any um you know harsh shadows falling across the face and making sure that their faces are well lit because it it takes forever to correct that sort of thing and you can never quite get it right in post-production so that's few extra minutes just tweaking the lighting getting getting the exposure correct is going to save you ages uh with uh retouching at the end the other trick that i absolutely love and this doing this actually means that you rarely have to do you need minimal retouching is overexposing skin tones by a stop when you shoot this is a game changer so just because the camera what is correct in camera is going to give you lots and lots of detail. And I've said this before, no one is going to say, oh, my God, thank you. I love all the detail. I love that you've captured every single poor line and blemish on my face. Thank you. So overexposing the skin by uh, a stop, the, you've got latitude of maybe one and a half to two stops, depending on the skin tone, is going to uh, remove a lot of that detail, not blow the skin out, but it's just going to make less detail show. All right. So mm. um, that's important. The way you pose your person as well is going to uh, eliminate a lot of lumps and bumps. So making sure that they're leaning forward if they have uh, a heavier set face. So like to to eliminate double chin. So you're not having to uh, remove them in in post-production. Turning someone to a three-quarter angle, Val, is going to help make them look more attractive in the photo. So like little things Mm. like that can make a huge difference when you shoot yeah absolutely um another thing is uh, so what you're saying is try to shoot it as well as you can in the first place so that you're not thinking to yourself i'm just going to fix it in post yeah just like and uh, like we all uh, when we're starting out in particular um everyone's got this voice going through their head going if i slow down and uh stop to fix things people are going to think i'm incompetent right and you think yeah. that like and i certainly did this when i was starting out i thought i needed to be really quick and saying oh hang on i'm just going to tweak my light a little bit and just going to turn you a little bit means that you you, you look uncertain but it's not the case and if you've ever watched uh, a professional at the top of their game work they spend ages getting it yeah. right in camera they will stop a shoot make people wait turn the light yeah. fix the light because they need to get the shot just right so don't be afraid to slow down and get everything right in camera and tweak and just just explain what you're doing. I'm just getting my lighting right. I'm just uh, going to move you around. I'm just doing this. People understand and they will appreciate it as well when they see the shots. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 
another thing that just makes a huge difference to uh, all portrait photography is having good hair and makeup, particularly oh, makeup. Yeah. A good makeup artist, as we both know, Val, can make anyone look amazing. They can yep. make eyes appear larger. Yeah. And- minimize flaws and you know they can like give uh sculpt the face they can make noses look narrower the way they contour and it's just it's magic it's magic the the stuff i've seen like the people that turn up to the studio no makeup like even supermodels when you see them without makeup you think yeah, you, you're you're attractive, but when the makeup goes on and you put them in front of camera, there's this magic thing that happens, and that is great makeup. And also, the quality of the makeup is going to make a huge difference. So, making huge. sure that skin tones match and the coloring is right, uh, huge difference. Here's a yeah. big one, Val. This yeah. doing this can actually take years off someone's face, and that is making sure that they have a genuine smile and positive energy in the shot. Yes. And, you know, you you don't need to retouch. When someone looks amazing and the energy is amazing and there's a light in their eyes and a spark, it just makes the image beautiful. So just spending the time to work on the person, work with them to bring out that beautiful energy, you won't need to retouch the shot. Yeah. Next thing you want to do is make sure that you focus on those little details. So a 30-second scan before you press the shutter is going to save you hours. So watch for blown highlights. And by blown highlights, I don't mean that the hairdresser blew your highlights. Have you ever had that (laughs) when they get it wrong? I'm talking Don't you hate that? I'm talking about blown highlights where you've overexposed uh, your highlights in camera. So that that is almost impossible to fix. So just taking the time to check for little details like that, making sure there's no rubbish in the back of the shot, hairs across the face take forever to retouch. So just taking a second to move the hair away from eyes and things like that is going to save you a lot of time. And I would say, because do you have any basic or would you suggest any basic items like product or makeup items that a photographer just keeps in the car just in case, just in case? Uh, So those... um uh, little uh, makeup blotting. Um, it's like a it's like a tissue paper. It's 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 not a yeah, tissue it's like, paper. It's like a shiny. It's, like it's blotting paper. paper. It's like a tracing paper. Is yeah. is great for shine. Um, yeah. And also, like some photographers will carry a, like a little kit of uh, things like maybe a uh, a hair silicon or something like that to smooth out flyaways. Yeah, and, because um, I think flyaways are a big thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's de- depending on um, you know if there's a lot of static in the air or it's humid. It, it's just mm. nice, but even um, just uh, the oil in your hand is enough to smooth smooth down hair. And you got to be careful with adding product to hair because it can make it quite heavy. And in the hair commercials, I've because I've <laughs> asked, it's like, what do you what do you guys use to make? I asked this uh, hair model. Her hair was amazing. I'm like, how do they get your hair to look so beautiful and shiny? She said, oh, it's kind of great. Gross, but it's they spit into their hands. Ew. <laughs> <That's> like, 
Yes. Because a lot of the – like you can't add hairspray or silicones or anything like that because if you've got a whole day with hair trying to keep it alive and looking, you know, bouncy, the product just makes it really heavy and so it's probably good. So th- th- those yeah, little yeah. blotting wipes and uh, maybe something like a, a really light um, hair um, – cream or, or, or gel yeah, just to that milk stuff, yeah. will, will, mm. will help as well. Okay. So that's use, they're useful things to have uh, in your car or in your pack just in case. Yeah. And so that's before uh, the shoot, Val. After the mm. shoot, there's also a couple of uh, techniques that you can use that will give uh, like a more, I think it's important that you do natural skin retouching rather than going over the top. So I think what's important is you make sure that you always keep the texture of the skin looking great and uh and you know my thought pattern when i'm retouching someone is if it's always been there i leave it there so if there's a mole that's they were born with it so it stays don't retouch that away and uh if it was a scar in answer to uh, uh michael's question i will ask when I'm photographing them. So that scar above your eye, how did you get it? You know, I'll start a a conversation about like, you know, so that they can tell me that they were bitten by a shark or whatever. And then I'm like, so so Michael, this is the question Michael asked about when she, when he was photographing a woman and there was a notable, noticeable scar on (laughs) her right collarbone. Mm. Is that right? And and he's, he's wondering whether to get rid of it or, or not get rid of it or yeah. reduce it or, yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. you, you don't want to offend someone by eliminating it altogether and they're like, no, I'm actually, what do you do with my scar? I'm quite proud of yeah. it. So I think, yeah. I think the easiest thing to do is just have a conversation when you've got yeah. them in front of you. So, hey, that, that scar there on your chest, do, do you want me to soften it for you in post-production or are you happy to just leave it? They'll, they'll tell you. You know, yeah. I, don't think it, it, you, I don't think that's an uncomfortable conversation to have. You just no. be upfront. Uh, so that's what I would do. Um, when Yeah, so when I'm retouching, I want to make sure that the – if it's always been there, I will leave it there. If it's something like a scar, probably they weren't born with it, but I will ask. And then the other things, if if I'm photographing something, someone who's slightly older or maybe someone that's uh, looking had a big night, looking a bit tired and they might have uh, wrinkles or bags under their eyes, I will uh, retouch those but I only – by 50%. So what that yeah. does is it's still leaving the detail under the eye, but it's not it's not removing it altogether. The mistake that definitely in the 90s and that a lot of uh, newbie retouchers make is they'll take that away altogether and it yeah. makes people weird. It's wrong. You Look take away really their weird. personality and the shape of their face. So it's uh, take it away, but it's it, so you just want people to maybe look rested or they've had a good night's sleep, but you, you leave some of the detail there. So I usually take it away by 50%. Um, my favorite. Just make them look fresh. 
it's fresh. It's like they've mm. just been on holiday, basically. Mm. They've come back from holiday. And my favourite uh, skin retouching techniques are I like to use uh, dodging and burning using curves and mm. frequency separation. So these are both uh, techniques used in uh, Photoshop. And the third one is uh, I use uh, an empty layer with the brush tool or the clone stamp on an empty layer using the uh, light um, uh, um, setting on that. So uh, that, that so all those. Uh, I think I've created tutorials for all of those uh, for the gold members, and they've been doing great stuff <laughs> using those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's fantastic. It's beautiful. Is but it the so... trick is, no, go on. Uh, the trick is to just to make it look natural. You don't want to if you the skin looks retouched. You've gone too far. And the thing is that it is so good to see how you do it. Like when you've taken an actual shot and you've shown in the tutorial how you've actually used the dodge and burn and how you've used the brush tool. And it's really, it just fast tracks our learning on exactly how to do it. And um, so, yeah, those tutorials are awesome, the ones in the gold community. Yes. So, um Minor blemishes, if you've just got like a few spots that you want to remove and you are like a fan of Lightroom, then you can use uh, the clone stamp in Lightroom to get rid of those. And it does an okay job. I'm not a huge fan of retouching skin in Lightroom. I don't think it does uh, a good enough job. If you want to have uh, a good looking retouch, I think you need to do it in Photoshop. But for basic stuff, if you just want to um, edit a photo, really quickly and get it out there, then I think you can uh, do a, 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 a lot uh, in Lightroom uh, using the clone stamp. And what you need to remember and be careful of is the clarity slider in Lightroom. If you uh, use that on a female skin tone, it's going to increase the um contrast in the mid-tones and that's going to the more contrast you're going to show off uh, more lines and more blemishes so if you want to go the other way go negative clarity and that will soften the skin don't go too much because you get that sort of soft filter 1940s hollywood mm. look which is which isn't fantastic so but a little bit of negative uh, clarity have a try and it, it, it will soften the skin a little bit as will uh, opening up the shadows too because you're filling in where the light is in the shadows um, so there you go and another thing avoid over sharpening because that's going to uh, bring out the detail as well and also avoid uh, over blurring the skin so when you blur the skin it does tend to look retouched and uh, it'll look fake and mm. finally Val Yep. My overnight rule. So this overnight is what rule. I apply to all my retouching. Once you've retouched an image, yeah. uh, put it away, <laughs> go mm. to sleep and mm. wake up in the morning, open it up and have a look. So you've had, uh, you know, 12, 14, whatever hours away from the image. And when you look at it again, if you don't reel back in horror <laughs> and you look at it <laughs> and you go, yeah, that looks all right, then you've done a good job because the danger is as you're staring at the photo, you just get used to it and used to it and you yeah. don't notice how much you've done and, you know, you may have gone too far. Yep, absolutely. Right. Love it. I love the overnight rule. I think that yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. That's that's um that makes a lot of sense. Do you 
find these days that you are retouching the vast majority of things that uh, people that is that you shoot or or is it like 50-50 or what is it as in like because they're what am I having to retouch for, them or for any reason for any reason whatever reason uh, I think a lot more of my editing these days goes into uh, thinking about the the entire composition. So, um, uh, um, yeah, it, it depends on the shoot, Val. You know, yeah, sure. I generally don't mm. like to retouch men when I photograph them. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I try. I honestly try and light um, well enough that I c- can avoid having to do a lot of retouching on the skin tones. And. Uh- and do you have many requests that uh, that people say you got to retouch me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And no names will be mentioned. All right, fantastic. I so can I just that, say one yes. one the most bizarre request I've ever had in yes, the entire twenty five plus years is that someone asked that the all the hairs on their arms. Be retouched, as in removed. Yes. Okay. Right. Sure. And I questioned it, and then the head of the company came back and said, "No, she's asked for it. Please just do it and bill us for it. Thank you." Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's obviously very <laughs> self-conscious about it. All right. Yeah. Well, that, that's our mini-sode, our snapshot for this week. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, where do we find you online, Gina? So you can find me at ginamilitia.com, so that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A, at Gina Militia on Twitter and Instagram. Lots of uh, Lightroom tutorials on YouTube and mm-hmm. I'm also in the Facebook community, Val, so uh, that's me. Fantastic. And you'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm also in the Facebook group. If you're a listener, then please do join us. All you need to do is search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook, and it's free to join. We'd love to have you. It's a great bunch of people who listen to the podcast and who are all into photography. So thank you for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.